0: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports NFL
1: training camps are now just weeks away. That's right. They're happening this month. And the most underrated Super Bowl contender is an AFC East team not quarterbacked by Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers. Also, the rookie quarterbacks are generating a ton of buzz. And there are two teams that are building their rosters in ways that have our experts scratching their heads. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today.
0: Searching all major sports. Found Let's start with the biggest story.
1: The NFL season is fast approaching. I know it doesn't seem like it, but it is just a couple weeks away now. So Kyle Krabs from Locked On NFL Scouting and Locked On Dolphins joins me now and Kyle, I want to, I want to have you put your dolphins hat on first, because as I have looked at the NFL landscape, I think in terms of betting value with our friends at FanDuel and just overall narrative value, I think the most underrated Super Bowl contender right now in the league is the Miami dolphins based on the offensive talent that they have and the defensive equity that they have built up and then added this off season. I I, I don't want to ask you to argue against the dolphins, but like, yeah, can you, can you expand on why you think they could be really, really good this year?
0: Yeah, I, I certainly think when you look at from an offensive standpoint, the way that they blew up last year in a way that you know South Florida hasn't seen since probably 95 was the last year offensively that was anywhere near comparable to from a yardage and a points and explosive plays and you have all of that explosive play talent back. Uh, I do think, from an efficiency standpoint, you will see some regressions for like the league-leading dynamics of yards per attempt in the passing game, and so on and so forth. But I also think that's going to hopefully lead to better shelf life of quarterback Tua Tagovailoa and his availability. And of course, that's the low-hanging fruit. Anybody that will go on and talk about Miami, they'll say, "Yeah, they could be really good." But Tua, mm-hmm. I think that's what's really interesting about this potential courtship of Dalvin Cook too, because where Miami really fell off is when Tua couldn't play. Oh, for all of the discussion around, well, anybody can throw to Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle. The offense was horrible. Yeah. It turns when out two, that's not true. Correct. <laughs> so if you do have a position where Tua a misses some time, if you have the horses in the running back stable to play a different brand of football, but still have more success where you can tread water more effectively, I think that puts you in a position to win potentially 11, 12 football games. And then now you're maybe talking about a home playoff game and, Vic Fangio on the defensive side of the ball with the defensive line that runs really deep and Jalen Ramsey in the acquisition for what he has, having played in the same system the past few years. I, yeah. I, I generally agree with you from a defensive standpoint, the equity that they had with Vic Fangio and then Jalen Ramsey with totally rejuvenating the cornerback room, having one of the deepest defensive lines in the league has them very well positioned to play much more complimentary football. And I think that is what has the team positioned to, hey, if we can run the ball a little bit better, hey, let's play better defense. That's going to have the framework of what they built last year with the new coaching staff in position to be a pretty successful football team.
1: Yeah, and part of that is, you know, we we assume, or we we believe Mike McDaniel can be really creative in the run game coming from that Kyle Shanahan system. Some of the things he did with the offense last year, their ability to be explosive not just with run after catch, if you look at average depth of target, Tua was not just, I'm going to throw the ball three yards down the field to Tyreek and let him cook, but he could do that too. I look at this and I think you can make the case that they have the best offensive and defensive combination of coaches in the league. Is there another team that you think can rival in terms of like, we've got this awesome offensive mind and awesome defensive mind? Because it seems like most of the teams are pretty pretty top heavy one way or the
0: other. Well, and and a lot of the other League leaders that you would associate with have had some attrition with their staffs too, where you think about Philadelphia right. and losing both coordinators and Kansas city, having Eric Bieniemy leave to go serve as the coordinator in Washington and San Francisco with a defensive coordinator change in Dallas with yeah. Kellen Moore. like you just go right down the list and there's Baltimore with Tom Monken who as the new offensive coordinator. So there's all of these not Kansas city. Teams. The answer might be Kansas city. Yeah, but even the, at least you can say Miami has the continuity. Now, I would never argue that anybody's a better play caller than Andy Reid. He, he's Cream de la creme, and Spag's there. His experience speaks for itself. I, I think they're probably the contender team that, if you look at who the pillar and identity piece is on both sides of the ball, it's Kansas City. But even they having Eric Bieniemy and having Matt Nagy step into their role, they do have some level of coaching change pretty high up on the pecking order.
1: Stay up to date all year on the Miami Dolphins by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Dolphins on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, we look at why the rookie quarterbacks are generating a ton of buzz as we get ready for training camp. Before we get to why that is, the NFC South has a couple great breakout candidates. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the point total to who you think is going to hit the first home run all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel. America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of Major League Baseball.
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: All right, Kyle, let's do some quick hitters here around the league. Um, player you think
0: will break out this season. Oh, man. Uh, can I say Drake London? Sure. Wide receiver Atlanta. I, I think they'll be more balanced offensively, and, and he's in a good position there with the skill group that they have and, and the running game to actually kind of set the tone with what they want to do offensively. Team that will break out this season. <sighs> I think the Saints bounce back in a big way. Hmm. Uh, I think with Derek with Carr. Uh, Chris Olave in year two. I think they've got a really good defense. I think there's major questions at quarterback with all of the other teams in the division. I think the, the Saints potentially not only just winning the division, I think they could be even better than just the floor four seed in the NFC.
1: Contender most likely to underwhelm this season. Uh,
0: I would. I'll pro- give you minus the Jets. I'll jump in with you. And not just because I got a bunch of dolphin stuff hanging on the wall behind me. (laughs) I think that that chemistry experiment has the potential to be very combustible, particularly in the New York market. And their beginning of their schedule is tough. So if they don't start fast, how they resolve through that with Aaron, who felt and was detached last year and and him finding himself potentially in in a position where they have to dig themselves out of another hole with new team and New coaches, yeah. I I think they're they're a winning team. I don't know that they're a contender to make a deep AFC playoff from the
1: team. They were also the healthiest defense in the league last year, according to Football Outsiders adjusted games loss. So just something to keep an eye on. Those things tend to be volatile year to year. Um twenty twenty three MVP.
0: You, you gotta go Pat Mahomes, right? I mean the the way he's been playing, uh I, I think they'll be better with better chemistry this year obviously the departure of Tyreek Hill last year and he played super efficient football but they've made some moves from a skilled player group with Pacheco a little bit more established Kadarius to Tony getting an offseason to work with uh, I see no reason why Patrick Mahomes would not be an even better version of himself than last year which is terrifying for the rest of us. it is indeed terrifying all right Un- understanding we are sitting here in the middle of summer give me your Super Bowl right now well, I can't pick the Dolphins. As much as you tried to gas me up okay, and butter me I up at, to. at the I top to. of the segment, I can't pick the Dolphins. Um, give me Cincinnati versus San Francisco. You
1: just told me Patrick Holmes is the MVP. And you I got understand CC. that.
0: Since Cincinnati, they, they play Kansas City as tough as anybody, and that sure defensive do. staff that they have, I know they have some changes in the secondary, but they're very, very deep uh, with what they have from a talent perspective. Here is another story you need to know. So
1: as we look toward training camp, you know, there's there's always mini line story or mini camp storylines, mini storylines, if you will, because it's fake football. It's just helmets and and jerseys. Um, but once the pads come on, once we get real football, we get into the preseason, what has you most excited? Obviously you can't be at 32 training camps, but when you're scrolling through Twitter, when you're reading you know the articles, what are you really looking forward to seeing top line here?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty fascinated in these. It's low hanging fruit, but these young quarterbacks that yeah. have come in with Bryce Young in in Carolina, and it seems like he's already getting first team reps, and and CJ Stroud in Houston, and uh, I, I know Richardson in Indianapolis has a lot of fantasy players excited for for his ability as a two way player and right. largely uncontested there as well with Shane Steichen, a guy who who got great work out of Jalen Hurts as an athletic quarterback last year, so. Seeing how quickly those guys can assimilate uh, is, I think, the thing that I'm most eager to, to start to evaluate between training camp reports and getting preseason games and seeing how the speed of the game is treating those guys. I, I think that's top of mind for me because I think there's some really fascinating teams out of that with Carolina in a division that's wide open in the NFC South. And then these two AFC South quarterbacks that oh, Jacksonville won the division last year but they had to run the table for the last six, seven games, and yep. Tennessee lost their last seven games to miss the playoffs. And so you, you kind of have questions all over the place there. Houston spent a lot of money this offseason to bring in high-floor players to elevate that team with with a really good coaching staff with D'Amico Ryan. So there's intrigue with all these quarterback landing spots, and I think they, they have a chance to surprise a little bit if they catch lightning in a bottle with a quarterback.
1: Change is one of the few constants in this league. And and that means going in year to year, there are going to be big changes. Some of these offenses with new quarterbacks, with new coaches. Is there a team that as you have gone through this, as part of what you do over on Lockdown NFL Scouting, where you're like, I, I can't figure out exactly what they're trying to do or what who they're trying
0: to be, where you're just, you're just sort of confused by them as we had into 2023. I think the Raiders are a team yeah. that comes to mind there with so much of what they did. I I know what they're trying to do with. I want to go get the guys that are used to playing in my system for Josh McDaniels and the Jimmy Garoppolo contract that who knows how that storyline is going to end. Speaking of fascinating storylines where he fails his physical. And then there's the fine print, the addendum to his contract when he had his introductory press conference that says, if he never fails a physical, this whole contract is void. And uh, you're keeping an eye on, That and obviously Jimmy played out in San Francisco and the Raiders in a division that you have Kellen Moore coming into the infrastructure of the Chargers this year. You have the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. You have Sean Payton coming in with the Denver Broncos looking to bounce back. It's a highly competitive division. And this is the team, the Raiders, where you look at where they really needed help. And yes, they drafted Tyree Wilson early, but thought they needed a lot of help up front on the offensive line. I know Jermaine Illuminor came in and, and played serviceable football at right tackle for them, and they had a day two draft pick and Dylan Parham, who was good at guard. But for what they want to be offensively, I don't know that they improved the talent situation. They also traded away Darren Waller, So that team for me is in the rat race of the West. You're effectively banking on your scheme having the answers baked in. And in some cases, you see that is a successful formula. I thought the Giants offensively with Brian Dable last year and Mike Kafka, they got a lot out of very little from a talent perspective, how they schemed it up. But this is kind of the Patriot way, right? Like we we want our guys. We we don't want the best talent. And I don't know how well that's going to play for him this year.
1: As I look at a team like the Cleveland Browns, they seem to be flying a little bit under the radar a lot of people like the talent on that team last year. And then it didn't go even close to the way that we thought it was going to go Mm to Sean Watson look like a shell of his former self. And then there is of course, all of the off, off the field baggage that he brings. We don't even know if this is the end of those conversations either, but I look at that team and I go, man, we really should be talking more about them in the AFC. Is there, is there a team that, that you think is is not
0: getting the hype that they deserve coming into the season? I, th- I think Cleveland should be on that list. When When we did the assessment of all 32 teams and we put the players in different buckets to kind of quantify how good of a player they were in, in effectively what's, what's 36 to 40 roster spots for all f- uh, 32 teams, Cleveland grades out as like a top eight roster in the league. Yeah. When you when you don't factor quarterbacks into the play, we still have to rank the quarterbacks and go through that. And who knows how that's going to go with ranking Deshaun Watson with what he's been versus what he looked like in the last five games of the year last year. But just to say, hey, you take the nucleus of this team without the quarterback, it's a top quarter of the league talent perspective when you think about... Bringing in Zadarius Smith to pair with Miles Garrett, Ogbo Okoronko is your third pass rusher, is a huge upgrade. Dalvin Tomlinson, you desperately needed bodies on the defensive line, and he's a really, really good interior defensive player. Uh, I think they got an upgrade at safety with Juan Thornhill coming in over John Johnson too. So they've got a lot of depth defensively. Uh, I, I think the addition of Elijah Moore with the trade with the Jets is a sneaky good upgrade for them in the wide receiver core as well to go with Amari Cooper. They got a really good offensive line. It feels like Nick Chubb's going to be more involved this year. If you're Deshaun Watson, you don't have to be the 2020 version of yourself. You just can't kill the team offensively with, with turnovers and bad decisions for this team to feel like it has a really competitive window in the AFC North. Let's flip this around. Uh, is there a team or maybe a player, a coach
1: who is is getting a lot of hype, a lot of love? And you're kind of like,
0: I don't. I, I kind of don't get it. It's Minnesota for me. Mm. Um, a lot of changes from a coaching standpoint, from a personnel standpoint. They got a lot younger in a number of key spots. They bring in Brian Flores to coach the defense, which is the antithesis of everything that they were with Ed Donatel last year. And look, I get it. Like they weren't good with Ed Donatel as the defensive coordinator last year. Either. Never mind the fact that this team won every one score game in the regular season and had the most unprobable wins that you will see, including the biggest comeback in NFL history, coming back against the Colts last year. But I consistently see Minnesota kind of talked about as like a repeat playoff team. And you think about Dalvin Cook's departure. You think about progression to the mean from kind of situational football standpoint. You think about the defense. Brian Flores loves to live in pressure situations and put his cornerbacks on island and play man coverage. Their cornerback room, I don't think they have the horses to do that. So I just have a, a bunch of questions uh, for, for Minnesota and their identity. And they bid farewell to Patrick Peterson, and they bid farewell to Eric Hendricks, and they bid farewell to Al- Dalvin Cook. Like you're, you're losing talent. There's a big scheme change. I think it's going to be a pretty rough transitional year. And I, I think Minnesota, to their credit, they overachieved last year in the first year with the staff. And I think they stayed the course with, look, we need to get younger. We need to kind of transition the finances of the team. I think they were disciplined to not let the success of last year push them ahead of their own timeline. So I applaud them for that. But I do think that puts Minnesota in a position where if you're talking about playoff teams in the NFC, I understand the conference is down. I just don't think Minnesota is going to be in a position to do that again this year. Get all the data and all the insight into the NFL by
1: subscribing to Locked on Sports Today and Locked on NFL Scouting on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, there are two teams that are approaching team building from, we'll call them unique perspectives. Looking at the way that teams decide to build their rosters um, is something that I think is fascinating. We look at this year Mm -hmm. to year. We look at the, the good teams, the bad teams. And something that's close to my heart as someone who covers the Packers is the Packers are going to come into this year with the youngest skill group in the last 30 years, other than 2017 Browns. I am fascinated yeah. to see how that works out for them. Is there a team that is doing something interesting in terms of team building where you're going, I'm really fascinated to see how this experiment
0: works out. Uh, I could point to Green Bay as a, a good example of that. I could also point to Washington. Yeah. As a good example of that with the eggs that they have put in the Sam Howell basket yeah. in a window with your coaching staff, with new ownership that's come in where you definitively need to win football games. And we're going to say, all right, well, yeah, our fifth round pick who's a second year player is going to be the guy. And they've got talent at the skill group. And uh, I, I think they've lost some on the offensive line. Uh, they moved on from Rullier. They moved on from Andrew Norwell, just like a couple of weeks ago. Um, you're elevating guys like Chris Paul into the starting lineup as a, a day three draft selection. Not that Chris Paul guys, not that Chris Paul. I know he's moved up teams a bunch lately, but <laughs> not, he's not that extreme just yet. He definitely won't be on the offensive line. And then with their, uh, their, their defensive side of the football, they they've made some changes in the back seven. They drafted, A cornerback and Emmanuel Forbes, who's a little bit of an outlier from a size perspective, very high. He went ahead of Christian Gonzalez from from Oregon and went to the Patriots for the next pick. So I, I think that commitment to Sam Howell, though, is the identifying piece for Ron Rivera for a team that's kind of been stuck in neutral. They have some competitive pieces. Ron should feel some pressure to win based on his track record and new ownership coming in and to just give it to Howell effectively is what they've done and they're drumming this up with a lot of enthusiasm and if they're right they're going to look like geniuses but if they're wrong i don't think that story ends well for anybody who's there with the exception of maybe eric biennemi who's already kind of come over and kind of probably has a, a leg in the door to make a case for a head coaching opportunity
1: stay up to date all year on this league by subscribing to locked on sports today and locked on nfl scouting on your favorite podcast app and on youtube And finally, J.J. Watt just can't stay away. The former All-Pro defensive end and surefire Hall of Famer will join CBS for NFL coverage this season. In a video Watt posted to his Twitter account, just in case you couldn't watch it due to Twitter's new rules, he said, I love the game too much to be away from it entirely. Quarterbacks around the league are thankful he's referring to being on TV, though he's still probably pretty scary to them. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, what is the biggest storyline for the second half of the baseball season? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.